Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-hosts, Mike Valverde and Evan Hoovler. Mike, Evan, boys, how's your day going today? Great. My best friend's video game finally came out after we've been working on it for years. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's called. It's more like one of those interactive stories or whatever. But he worked for Telltale, so he knows interactive stories. Yeah, it's called Splinter. It's on Steam. Check it out. Oh, right on. Like cool. Telltale. Yeah. Telltale yeah. Games pretty fun. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm pretty worn out. I've been raking leaves here in California, but you know, it just <laughs> seems like there's still a fire growing. So I don't know yeah. about that raking leaves thing. Yeah, uh, raking leaves doesn't necessarily help. Big fires going on here in California. I got them in Vacaville, and down and then down by where uh, my wife's family is from. Um, so uh, everybody send some good vibes. Uh, make sure everybody that can possibly end up okay ends up okay um but uh today's episode is the um two quarterback episode uh we have done in the past kind of a lot of different strategy things two quarterbacks it's actually super flex sorry super flex episode uh draft strategy does change a bit when you're considering this because uh what this is is you can start in one position any player um quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end it usually ends up becoming a two quarterback league at that point but you know uh we do full ppr um there are points where you would rather start certain you know other player other than say no offense to evan Derek carr or no offense to mike uh philip rivers or no offense to me jimmy garoppolo <laughs> offense yeah, so we're going to do that today. We're going to talk two quarterback draft strategy. Evan's going to talk a little adjustments to barbecue strategy uh, with two quarterbacks. And um, then we're going to do a collaborative two quarterback mock draft because we found there's not a good place to do a two quarterback mock draft, uh, private mock draft uh, like there is on Sleeper. You can do with uh, pretty much anything. So we're going to be doing a collaborative one here on Fantasy Pros. Um, before we get into that, let me just get all the plugs out of the way. Draft kit, Mark 4 is coming out um by the time you hear this it will be out um if you want to get that there's multiple ways to do it one become a patron two uh send seven bucks to footballabsurdity at gmail.com and we'll email it to you three sign up for four for four promo code beer sheets uh get a subscription there email us that you've done that we'll go ahead and get you one for free or four go ahead and sign up for fanduel at fanduel.com slash football absurdity if you deposit 10 bucks they give you five bucks free and then we'll send you a draft kit once you send us the proof that uh you have signed up there with our promo code so for 10 bucks you're getting um five dollars to play with and a free draft kit so that's pretty good or five extra dollars i'm sorry so that's pretty good value there um for our patrons, the, the easiest way to get it is patreon.com slash footballabsurdity. Sign up, and every Friday when I'm done with it, I email it out to our patrons first. So you'll be the first one getting it. Um, we do have three new patrons this week that I want to shout out. Um, so welcome to the fold to uh, Rob. I, I, I don't know if this is a, uh, a, a pseudonym or not, so I'll just say the full name. Rob Cool. Um, I hope that's not a pseudonym because that's an awesome name. And then we got Todd and we have Stanley. So Todd P, Stanley Z, and Rob Cool, welcome to the team. Thank you for being absurdists. Uh, you will get a free uh, – I'm sorry, an extra episode um, every other week during the off season. And once the season starts, you're going to get two episodes a week in your feed. So you're going to get a lot of uh, extra content for that three bucks a month. And um, – Evan has is it going to be every Friday Evan until the season kicks off at twitch.tv/footballabsurdity mock auctions? Yep, should be. 
Yep, 6 p.m. at PST every Friday. And um, if you want to just go check that out, again, it's twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity. Evan has some old uh, ones that he's done up there, so you can check out um, you know, what happens with it. Uh, it is co-hosted by Waleed when he is available. If you want to get in on the discussion, go to tiny.cc slash absurdity to join our Discord. It has gotten popping. We've been having a lot of questions, a lot of good discussion about draft strategy, about this player or that player, about if somebody should drop Carry on Johnson for Bryce Love. <laughs> which okay. if you're hearing that which if you're hearing that, no. I saw that last night before I went to bed and I was like, I can't let this sit in the ether. And I was like, do not do that at all, ever. Do not drop Carry on Johnson for Bryce Love. Um so uh we have the two quarterback draft today, like I said, but before that you guys ready for some news? Yeah. All right. So this is going to be a mix of good news and bad news. I am starting with the big boy names here so that if somebody gets uh, tired of this and just wants to fast forward to the two quarterback, uh, just go ahead and uh, tune us out. So first of all, uh, probably the biggest name uh, for fantasy football that's hurt uh, is Nick Chubb. Uh, he did get pulled down, uh, ended up with a concussion. Looks like he is recovering fine now, according to the coaches. He's in meetings and stuff. He just hasn't been cleared for contact. So he's in the concussion protocol. He's going through it. For me, I'm not touching my Nick Chubb ranks. Um, but what I said is this did, when Nick Chubb went down and we weren't sure the severity of the injury, it created a gut check with everybody and their Kareem Hunt rank. Because this possibility is out there week to week. And there were people saying, you know, Kareem Hunt could go top four if there's no Nick Chubb, which seems aggressive. But I couldn't, you know, if somebody did that, I wouldn't quibble with them. He was top five with the Chiefs. But with this Nick Chubb injury, is it maybe moving uh, Kareem Hunt up around for you guys? Because maybe, you know, had the fear of God put into us? Or is that uh, uh, being a little bit overreactive to an injury that should be cleared up by um, by the time the season starts? No, but only because I already had Kareem Hunt way high. It just made me feel good. Not the injury, but feel good about my ranking. Gotcha. Mike, what about you? Uh, I also have Kareem Hunt high, but even so, a concussion is not something that's going to be ever sustaining. Um, I don't know how many concussions he's had in his career, but it's not like he's Jordan Reed out there. Uh, I'm I, I'm not going to move Kareem Hunt. I mean, if you want to move him a tick or so, but this isn't something that you should all be worried about in automatically putting in your rankings and moving Cream Hunt, you know, 10 spots higher or anything. It's it's something that you'll be fine with and everything is status quo. Yeah, I think all of us have been high on Cream Hunt to begin with, um, kind of whether unconsciously or or not pricing in kind of if Nick Chubb goes down, Cream Hunt could be a league winner. Um, even though he's going to be probably be a top 24 running back in his own right. But Mike, to your point, I looked up on, according to sports injury predictor, this is his first concussion ever. His wow. only other, his only other injury on the website is a 2015, um, MCL tear, uh, PCL, MCL and LCL in his left knee. Um, pretty, pretty gnarly knee injury, but nothing, nothing with a, uh, with a concussion history. So he should be okay. So, um, it's not moving Nick Chubb at all. Probably not moving Kareem Hunt in any of our ranks, but I'm sure there's some other rankers who uh, scrambled to re-review their ranks. Um, Another one, which is going to be, I put this second just because there's updated news on it today. Tyreek Hill is suffering from a, quote, minor hamstring injury. He is recovering, but it doesn't make me feel good about Tyreek Hill um, with a hamstring strain. 
Um, cause hamstrings are a hamstring destroyed at Adam Thielen's season last year. You know, uh, Andy Reed thinks that he'll, he'll will be back in quote a few days, but I mean, this one kind of worries me because of the Tyreek Hill's Tyreek Hill's game and the nature of the injury. Um, so is this anything that's, that's changing anything for you guys with Tyreek Hill? Are you maybe bumping him down to the top of the, you know, early second instead of the late first? Uh, you know, with hamstring injuries, they're so nagging and mm-hmm. they're just so uh, vulnerable to re-injury that, and again, it's another injury for Tyreek Hill that I, I could see a spot or two um, because of this, but he's still in that top top area. It's just, I mean, when you're drafting Tyreek Hill, you, you're drafting the fact that you know he's he's susceptible. So the I can't even say that word right now. Susceptible to injury. Easy, easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's already in factor that he's probably going to get hurt sometime this year. Yeah, it's the um the hamstring is what bothers me because it's going to sap uh some speed from him potentially. And then, like you said, it's one of those things that nags. Like Adam Thielen lost all pretty much all of 2019 to one. Evan, um, how is this adjusting your pricing for uh, Tyreek Hill? Yeah, he's still on my list, my short list of like 10 guys I love, but I haven't been get, only been getting him. I used to be getting him about, you know, one of every five auctions. Now I don't want to go past low 50s for him. So I've been getting him like maybe five to 10% of my auctions. Okay. Not very much. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and uh, one thing I forgot to plug if you are a fan of Evan's barbecue strategy, there is a barbecue strategy 2.0 up on the website. Um, so you can go ahead and check that out and um, see Evan's updated thoughts on, on his, uh, uh, the best draft strategy that I've seen in an auction league. Evan's kind of updated it with uh, some tweaks and stuff. So you can go ahead and check that out. Um, Devonte Adams um, has a leg slash ankle injury. He walked off his own in practice. He did not practice on Thursday. I checked this morning. I could not find anything about news on Devonte Adams uh, injury any updates or anything um if he misses like a week i'm gonna start to worry um as of right now we don't know what it is um you know he's still the um one of the top guys to me yeah i mean uh, he's definitely one two or three depending yeah. on how you want to get it i mean obviously michael thomas across the board and any site you want to look at is the number one but Again, number ones rarely finish number ones again. So you could actually make a case for Devontae Adams to be a number one. He is mm-hmm. no lower than a, than a wide receiver three, though. So the, yeah. these, this is very serious as far as how you're going to rank him. Because if this lingers or if this is worse than what it what it could appear, then, you know, changes need to be made. Okay. So if you're drafting today, are you adjusting him at all? Oh, that's a good question. Um. I, I like the fact that he walked off on his own. That mm-hmm. that tells me a lot. But so I'm pretty confident. Uh, still, I, I think I think he's still my second wide receiver. I'm not going to make any changes. Uh, yeah. I still feel confident picking him at at number two, and I have him as my second wide receiver. So yeah, I, I still feel confident where I'm picking him. Yeah, it's hard right. for me not to uh, be high on Adams despite injury because he missed a bunch of games with turf toe last year and still came through and won me my league so yeah so it's it's one of those things that even if he does get hurt he's a monster when he's out there um i looked again it looks like he was at practice today he was on the practice field but he was not in pads or anything so he was 
good enough to be there. They're probably just going to let him rest it for a few days. Um, he was throwing. I say I know he wasn't in pads because I'm watching a picture of him throwing passes to uh, wideouts <laughs> in practice today. So um, so he's good enough to do that. They're just probably being extra cautious with uh, a guy who might be as good as the number two, three and four wide receivers combined on that team. So. All right. Yeah, next. <laughs> yeah. So next one up and the one that might be a biggie is Miles Sanders is, quote, week to week. With a lower body injury, which thank you for the least helpful injury designation of all time, Philadelphia. What are we uh, like hockey here who never discloses anything? <laughs> lower yeah. body injury. Yeah, what did I say on the Discord? Colon cancer is a lower body injury. Right. Yeah, it could be a stub toe or or, uh, or you know his leg detached from his body. Um, the there's reports from beat writers out of Philly that we shouldn't, they said, if you were going to, they said, we're not fancy guys, but if you were going to take Miles Sanders in the first, still take Miles Sanders in the first, they're just being abundantly cautious, but we got no preseason to see what he looks like. We got, I mean, the next time he plays could be week one. And so, I mean, I don't know right now. I'm just kind of, I was lower on Miles Sanders than a lot of people tend to be, so I wasn't getting him anyways. This might price him into a range where I take him, honestly, um, where he ends up to the middle back of the second round um, instead of the middle top of the first round or the of the second round. He was going about eight picks too early for my liking, but this might price him into a range where I'm okay taking him and, and we'll roll the dice on that because he is very good. But my problem that I thought about um, today was that um, Miles Sanders left the week 17 game against the giants with an injury last year, he was able to come back in the playoffs, but he got hurt at the end of his last regular season game. Um, and I believe he got hurt early on last year, if I'm remembering correctly, or maybe I'm conflating it with, um, Jordan Howard's injury, but I know he, um, he came in, um, and then left again and Jordan Howard took over. So this might be a pattern here with Miles Sanders where he might end up being a glass cannon type guy where we have to worry about um, injuries with him. Uh, maybe a budding James Conner, we'll say. We'll put it that way. Oh, that's not good news. Yeah, yeah we don't like glass cannon that. is my RB1. Well, that's the problem. So yeah. that's that's just what I was worried about, something that I thought about today. I would not feel confident with Miles Sanders as my RB1. Yeah, that's kind of why I was um, wondering about about that um, in terms of where to take him. Because if you're taking him at the back end of the second round, that's a better better price that, that uh, I would much rather have than at the beginning of the second round. So, all right. So those are the big boys. Um, we'll monitor those situations. Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Devonta Adams, Miles Sanders. Uh, these next ones are just kind of uh, just some updates on some things. Um, Denzel Mims has a hamstring injury. We kind of already talked about uh, what hamstring injuries could do to a wide receiver. He's a rookie for the Jets who was kind of a dark horse. I, I call him kind of like a dark horse to lead rookies in, in targets. Um with that wide open passing game there. But I think he's kind of behind the eight ball now. He's hands off for me uh, because it was one of those things where he kind of had to worm his way through to find that value. And um, now he uh, he's not going to get that opportunity. So Brashad Perriman has been getting a lot of buzz. And Chris Herndon, which, Mike, remember we talked about Chris Herndon on the tight end episode. He's been getting a lot of buzz in camp as well. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> Someone's got to catch passes, right? So I don't know about Brashard Perriman and how, how well. I mean, he's a good maybe dark horse kind of sleeper guy. But I like Chris, 
Chris Herndon more and more. And, you know, so we'll see what ends up happening. But as far as short to intermediate range, that that's the guy. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's good to uh, good to see some some uh, some post hype sleeper stuff pop up because you don't like to see a, a sleeper bust the way that Chris Herndon did last year, you know, where he um, he just never got the opportunity to do it. So uh, we'll go ahead and move on to um, New England. Uh, Sony Michelle is quote no sure thing to be ready for Week One. Lamar Miller, we talked about him. He pretty much signed and went straight on the pup. So Damian Harris is getting a lot of buzz, and I want to run this by you guys because we see this every year. Player X is getting a lot of buzz. Damian Harris is the only, or, or he's the only healthy running back that's like a traditional running back at Patriots camp. You got Rex Burkhead, who's more this like gadget guy, jack of all trades guy. You got James White, who's a pass catcher. So, of course, Damian Harris is getting a lot of run. Of course, Damian Harris is getting a lot of first team snaps. He's the only he's the only quality traditional running back there that's healthy. So am I crazy here and pumping the brakes on this Damian Harris thing? It feels like people are getting a little too far over their skis on it. It's a New England running back. Yeah. So I think you have to take for for what that's worth. It's yeah. I mean, Damian Harris it seems like he's the only guy standing there. I mean, James White isn't going to be carrying the ball 15 to 20 times, and Sony Michelle again is you know who he is. I see a rotation happening as much as possible for New England. Damian Harris is you know someone that they drafted like in the third or fourth round and hasn't really. I mean, last year he was a rookie, but. He's still he hasn't really shown much to sort of say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to plant my flag. Uh, yeah, I think James White is the leader as far as fantasy point wise. I, I still think James White's going to be the leader of that group. I think that even Charlie Brown wouldn't be kicking at that football. It is the New England backfield in fantasy. See, yeah, I, I, I I'm that's not my concern. My concern is Sony Michelle stinks. My concern, it's not, I I always thought that the Bill Belichick plays games with his running backs thing was always kind of overblown. If he finds a guy, he sticks with the guy. LeGarrette Blunt had like 20 touchdowns. But my thing is, Sony Michelle stinks. Damian Harris, probably not good. Uh, Lamar Miller coming off injury, we don't know what he looks like. I am all day going James White. Um, but what we haven't reckoned with is what if Cam Newton is the goal line back? That ruins Sony Michelle. That ruins Damian Harris. That ruins Lamar Miller. So I will, I will dive into this backfield, but James White only. But it doesn't have to do with, um, you know, Bella Chicanery. James White ends up on more teams than not for a buck of mine. And he's a great pick there, especially in PPR for a buck. So, um, so all right, let's go ahead. Let's and, uh, keep. And I think the further ahead. your point too, especially if we were looking at uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, how many one yard plunges did Tom Brady have? And obviously he's not Cam Newton. So that you could, you could really make a case for how many, if healthy and he can actually move around, which he couldn't last year be that, that goal line back, as you stated. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's something that's built into the offense already is having the quarterback uh, run the be the goal line be a goal line back. So Cam Newton, I don't know if if this might shock you, Cam Newton is more athletic uh, and bigger than Tom Brady. If if you've seen both of them with their shirts off, that probably doesn't uh, surprise you. All right. So uh, next next news item is um, 
uh, more but more coach speak out of the Washington backfield. Antonio Gibson could fill the guys role, but Bryce, Bryce Love is looking really good and could be the number two running back. This is gibberish to me because what's the guys role if not a full-time running back and that's what they're saying Bryce Love could do so they're basically saying yeah Adrian Peterson could be our full-time back or maybe Bryce Love or maybe um Antonio Gibson and to me Antonio Gibson doesn't have that in his profile period done you can you can try to say whatever you want about it literally nobody has used him that way so why would Ron Rivera be the first but this Washington backfield's a mess and I might take a dart throw on Bryce Love as the cheapest but other than that I'm hands off I'm glad you said that because when I saw could fill the guys role i stared at my wall and just furred my brow and was like what i don't understand at all okay good i'm glad it was a gibberish to somebody else yeah mike what were you gonna say and what is the guys role would he play one game and get hurt i mean i i really don't know what a a guys role is so um yeah i I don't bryce love peyton barber i don't know why why they're so trying to spin this as much as possible it's all going to be three three backs involved in some form of way. It's going to be a 49er situation. You know, hey, I'm avoiding all these guys unless it's like way late in the draft. Last pick, and maybe I'll, I'll go with Bryce Love because he sort of shows more promise than anything. But, yeah, I'm, Antonio Gibson, you can't just trust to say, okay, you're going to be the number one guy when – he, he hasn't shown to be number one guy even in college. And what do we have? What do you have, 40 touches in his complete college career or something to that effect? You know, yeah, no, it's – it's I'm avoiding that whole situation. Yeah, he had about – it was th- – so it was uh, like 38 at JUCO and 38 at Memphis. So he had about 70-something. But at each of his schools, they gave him the ball less than 20 times a year on average. So he went to JUCO for two years, got the ball 19 times a year. He went to – uh, call it or Memphis, and he got the ball 19 times a year. 19 times, ridiculous. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on uh, to the next one. Actually, I think that was 38 times a season. I take that back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to yell. I'm sorry to yell. I think I got that wrong. I think it's 38 times a season because I was like 19 times a season. That's not enough touches. That doesn't sound right. Um, next one, Jarvis Landry could be working into team drills over the next few weeks. And I saw this, and kind of like Evan said, he stared at the wall for for a minute. And I went, isn't the season in about three weeks? And they're going to work him back into drills over the next few weeks? I kind of feel like this Jarvis Landry thing, this this should have been more red flags because he is a value player that ends up smashing his ADP every year. But by what the Browns have told us, he's not going to be ready for week one. And I feel like nobody's talking about this, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So um, he's, he's one of the, uh, I, I, the maybe four Wide receiver twos ranked 18 to 31st that I'm avoiding in auction. Mike, what about you? I I, I think I'd avoid him uh, with his ADP for for a bit. I this might be the first year he doesn't catch 80 passes. It might be around the 75 to 70 range, but just because that whole offense is guilt around the run and you have two running backs who can catch the ball pretty well, and with these kind of things, you can see sort of a delay going on. Um, I'm dropping Landry down a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, I will give him the uh, the greatest praise that Evan can give a late a late guy, which is I'll throw a buck at him. 
That's the greatest. That's the greatest praise Evan can give to to a late guy. Is I'll throw a buck at him. Um, but he's he has been a priority for me every single year because he smashes his ADP every single year. This is the first year that I don't think that um, he's going to smash it because the season is in three weeks and they're going to work him into drills over the next few weeks, which says he's not going to be ready for the season when it starts. Um, so that's just my take on it. Next piece of news. Alex Smith is activated. Um, he's going to push Dwayne Haskins for the quarterback. One role there in um, Washington, I, you know, in two quarterback leagues, this probably matters, but in regular leagues, we'll, this is a huge wait and see. It's so many things have to go right for Alex Smith to be, fantasy relevant in one quarterback leagues in Washington to the point that I don't care. Um, but in two quarterback leagues, he's in deep ones. He's worth a stash. It's going to be the saddest thing in the world. If he ever has to come in because Dwayne Haskins isn't playing better than 2020s version of Joe Theismann. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what are you thinking about that? Yeah. I don't even know if he's going to be the backup quarterback. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it's great. I mean, he's he actually has come back from, from his leg pretty much falling off his body. But I, I don't see him all of a sudden being the back, the number two quarterback in this situation. So he's obviously – I'm avoiding him altogether. Two quarterback leagues, ten quarterback leagues. I just don't see him being uh, uh, anything but a third third quarterback. Okay. You guys might be excited with who we're taking in the 13th round then in this mock draft that's coming up. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna, I'm not going to force Alex Smith on us on, as our third quarterback. But I thought about it. I definitely thought about it um, just as a bit. So, all right. Um, we'll speed up along these. Debo Samuel has a ch- – this is weird because Kyle Shanahan said, quote, Debo Samuel has a chance of playing week one, but he's not counting on it. And then two days later – I didn't even put this in the notes because it's so schizophrenic. He says – that he's hopeful to have Debo Samuel ready for week one, which tells me if you're drafting Debo Samuel now, he's dropped into like the 10th round, probably looking at maybe a one to three week absence, which if he plays like he did last year um, and kind of improves on that, a three week absence would be a steal if you got him in the 10th round, Uh, just kind of pricing that in. So worth a look. I'm, you know, I, I, Niners are my team. So I'm, I'm trying to not be a homer here. Um, I would not say go out and get Brandon Ayuk. Um, I would say don't definitely do not go out and get Dante Pettis. There's a lot of Dante Pettis hype. Do not fall for it. Do not do it. All my Dante Pettis goodwill uh, fell by the wayside when he blocked me on Twitter. So yeah, I hear Dante Pettis. You're done. Um, so Why did he, he goes, block you on Twitter? I don't know, because I supported him to the point that it started to look like parody. <laughs> so he thought I was making fun of him. Or because I said that he needs to get his head on right, and he knows that that's true, and so he's a weak, <laughs> he's a, he's a weak-minded person. One of those two things, there's no way of knowing. It's one of the two, I don't know. Um, Next one, TJ Hawkinson is still not 100% over his ankle injury. This is enough to put him in the back of the guys that I want to draft, but not to move him out of that that tier entirely. Am I kind of, you guys kind of in the same boat here? I I would not, yeah, I would not. He's he's in the, as a tight end two. He's not a tight end one until he moves otherwise. I would not throw a buck at him. You would not throw a buck at him. Wow. Would you throw a buck at Josh Oliver, who I gave a little bit of hype on, and then he went and I know. I was hyped, and you were hyped, and then nobody got hyped, and then he broke his foot. Yeah, he was the guy I pegged to be this year's Mike Gesicki, the guy that I just, I just, a a ray of light shines through the clouds 
of the tight end two, tight end three ranks, and a man just calls to me, says, I will be a top 12 tight end. And last year it was Mike Kosicki. This year it was Josh Oliver, and he went and broke his foot. And uh, my other boy up that deep, Ian Thomas, is uh, falling apart. So new super deep guy. My new super deep through through the through the clouds. I see a big pile of gold behind fortified structure, and I see a creek. Dawson Dawson's Creek and Dawson. Fort Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox. I got you, Dawson Knox. Yeah. So like that's it. unless this next thing is not coach speak, and I did not do this all as a transition. Zach Moss is supposedly shining in a pass catching role in Buffalo, which would be huge because we've talked about this. Both him and Devin Singletary can catch passes, but it's not a big part of their game. So if they transition Zach Moss to being a pass catching back, that would kind of solidify him on third down, I would think, because they're if they don't want to throw passes to Singletary, um, Moss could have a bigger role. It could also just be coach speak. Yeah, I mean, Moss is a good blocker. He's, you know, he can run, you know, adequate routes. He's not super studly, but he can run a route or two, and he does have soft hands for a bigger guy. Uh, I will see what happens, but I think it's more, probably more hype than anything else. Yeah. Uh, Evan, would you throw a bucket, Zach Moss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I like rounding it out with rookies. Some of these rookies just fall for cheap sometimes. You never know which one's going to be. Sometimes it feels like Evan's dollar throws. Some of them are like when your your um your cubicle mate is like, "Hey, can I borrow a dollar from the vending machine?" And you kind of like toss it at him. You're like, yeah, whatever. Take the dollar, you know. I know this guy's not going to pay me back. And sometimes it feels like Evan's in the club with ones. He's like, "Yeah, take this one." Woo! <laughs> He's very, a very enthusiastic $1 throw there for Zach Moss. <laughs> yep, it's all in the cadence. Yeah, so, all right. A player who just has not, has had nothing but bad news since we hyped him up into being uh, the heir apparent there in Tampa Bay in the, in the backfield. Keyshawn Vaughn, they asked Bruce Arians about his role on the team, and he said, well, he could contribute as a kick returner. Ooh. Yeah, in my notes, I said it, and I when I read this, I said, oof. Went Wait, from, when, when, when did we ever hype him? You guys talked me out of him back in like May. After oh, I the meant draft. like the, the colloquial we is, is oh, in okay. the fantasy community. You, I was like, hey, this guy. And you guys were like, no, Evan. And that was like May 1st or something. Yeah, well, the fantasy community was like, he can block better than. So I think the highest me and Mike both got on Keyshawn Vaughn, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, is that his pass blocking could cause problems for Ronald Jones. And he could possibly end up taking the job from Ronald Jones. But we were never hyped on Keyshawn Vaughn. That's kind of how I felt. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong about that's how it seemed like that's how you felt about it. It's pretty much it. I, I never thought that he was ever a threat to Ronald Jones' job. But, yeah, it's it's always been sort of just like, okay, he's a better pass blocker than, than Ronald Jones. He can do a thing or two. But th- this was, to me, going to be a, a Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones situation from the very beginning. Yeah, and since then, uh, let's see, um, Ronald Jones has been getting all the hype in the world. Um, what else has happened? Uh, they signed, uh, what's his face? Shady McCoy. And he got coronavirus. He got coroned? When, when did that happen? Oh, he was on the corona list for a while, and then he got... Oh, I uh, totally missed that. Yeah, 
So this is kind of weird. He's had a steady. I was trying to check and see his ADP on Fantasy Football Calculator, and he's had a steady uptick. He went from the 13th round in July, and now he's sitting in the 10th round. That's shady. No, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, good. I mean, well, I don't know. People people love rookies, I guess. There's no way in the world. I mean, 13th round seems okay with me. I I kind of 10th round. Nah, nah. Yeah, that that's over. That's over drafting because he's a rookie. He's going ahead of James White, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, Zach Moss. Jesus. Chase Edmonds. I would take all these guys over him. Preposterous. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the last. There's not much to say here about this. It was just something I pretty much monitor Twitter all day for NFL news, and I didn't see this till today. So it may be something that slipped through the cracks. Dallas Goddard has missed three straight practices with a, quote, upper body injury so thanks philly thanks for giving us literally the smallest amount of information possible so dallas goddard isn't that tj hawkinson tier for me guys that kind of you know tight end twos throw a buck at them throw a couple bucks at them they might end up as tight end ones but um this is definitely a situation to monitor because i did a mock draft today that evan was there i melted down i thought it was a real draft and i ended up with dallas goddard as my tight end and i was melting down over it so definitely a situation to monitor yeah, he's, he's another tight end, too, out there that, you know, is you can get probably cheaper than Hawkinson. And who knows? I mean, Goddard might actually outperform. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Zach Ertz, you know, I, who knows? We'll see. But I think Goddard is definitely closing closing in on, on the, that Zach Ertz territory. Oh, dude, definitely. I think I wrote this year that I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I, if they had the same number of targets. And that's why I've been so down on Zach Ertz. It's not because of Zach Ertz. It's because you could get baby Zach Ertz 10 rounds, literally 10 rounds later. Exactly. You, know? you, you think? Do you think Dallas Goddard is a disappointment to his parents? Because... They name him he, Dallas. So presumably they love Dallas and the Cowboys. And then he goes and signs with Philadelphia. Well, did you hear the story with Dallas Goddard? No. Dude. Wait, they, I feel like I that, did. It happened so long ago I forgot. Tell it to me again. The Cowboys might correct me if I'm wrong. The Cowboys were going to draft Dallas Goddard and the Eagles traded up ahead of them ah. and took him. So he it's Fair. disappointment for everybody except for Philadelphia. Fair. So. So. All right. So that's the news rundown. So real quick, let's talk two quarterback strategy and then we're going to get into the into the draft on this one. And since we're only picking one pick each, this draft is going to go a little bit faster than it has in the past. You know, we're, we're talking out 15, 16 picks instead of 45, <laughs> like we have been in the past. So two quarterback strategy or super flex strategy. Okay. Those kind of get used interchangeably because, and I'm just going to talk about that real quick. Those kind of get used interchangeably because I would say what a good 80% of the time it's your best bet to put a quarterback into that super flex spot um, if you drafted quarterbacks well. Reason being is when you get down that low to the flex, you're getting into like replacement level guys. And you think about a replacement level quarterback like a Derek Carr is usually going to end up scoring more points even in like a PPR than a replacement level quarterback, say like or a running back, say an Adrian Peterson or a replacement level wide receiver like last year, we'll say um, – uh, like Sterling Shepard when he was available. So usually those those super flex leagues do end up being two quarterback leagues, uh, kind of by default. The best teams are the ones with two quarterback, two good quarterbacks. 
but you can use a super fl- you can use a good player in the flex if you say for example um end up with a guy that completely ends up uh uh blowing his ADP out of the water. Like say if you had rookie year Alvin Kamara, you could put him in your super flex spot because you got him in the last round or the last couple rounds and he was, you know, a week in week out smash starter. Basically, if you have a smash starter at running back or wide receiver, you can fit him into your super flex spot. If you're putting a tight end in your super flex spot, please don't. Please do not do that unless you're in a tight end premium league, in which case you can. Um, those are leagues where uh in order to make Superflex a little more even, they'll do things like uh, it's a half PPR for wide receivers, full PPR for running backs, 1.5 PPR for tight ends. If you're going to do a Superflex, I would actually recommend that. It makes more players viable in the Superflex spot. If you don't, you end up in de facto two quarterback leagues. So, Mike, you do a lot more Superflex in two quarterback than I do. Did that? Did anything of what I just said sound insane to you? No, no, you pretty much nailed it. it it's exactly, it's exactly that. Yeah. So, um, so one quarterback strategy, I go by the, the Dave Richard, take a quarterback when you feel like you're stealing them from the league. That's the perfect way to encapsulate drafting a quarterback. I almost got Lamar Jackson in the fourth round today. I do not advocate taking Lamar Jackson, but I will take Lamar Jackson in the fourth round a hundred times out of a hundred. He went the pick before me at the end of the fourth round. I was about to do backflips. I was going to take him in the fifth round just to prove a point. Because I was at the turn. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove a point. Um, but for two quarterbacks. So, Mike, we'll start with you. Uh, we'll say, let's do a super flex. What, how are you bumping up your quarterbacks in a super flex? How far are they getting bumped up? And what's your general overall strategy for a super flex vis-a-vis your quarterbacks? I, I think you're going to probably see in a 12-team league, you're going to see three quarterbacks go in the first round. Uh, and you know it's Patrick Mahomes, you know it's Lamar Jackson, and usually those two quarterbacks are going to go in the first three, maybe four, first four picks, but for the most part, those should be the first three picks off the draft board. Uh, you can maybe make a case for Saquon Barkley to be in there, as well as Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about the seventh, eighth, ninth pick of that, you're going to see your third quarterback go off the board, whether that's Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, whoever you have as your third quarterback uh, will go uh, at, at that spot. So typically three quarterbacks go in the first round. Mm-hmm. And when are you going to start looking at quarterbacks? Is it, is it, do you wait? Do you try to get a top guy and then maybe fill in? Like, do you try to get, we'll just say like a top five or six quarterback and then like 16 through 20, or are you just kind of letting the, the draft dictate where you're taking your quarterbacks? I I like to take uh, my quarterback in the first round. Um, So if I'm, if I'm lucky enough, I can get my situation correct about, you know, sixth or seventh pick, I'd be comfortable with taking Dak Prescott there if all three of those guys are off the board, then it becomes more of an ADP uh, for me. It, it's depending on who who falls where that I like. If so, if there's a slippage in ADP, say Watson is in like the fifth round or something to that effect, then I probably feel comfortable with grabbing him as my first quarterback. But for the most part, I think after those three quarterbacks, you do see some slippage uh, as far as what ADP goes. Okay. And um, I'm looking at the ADP on this mock draft simulator that we're using on Fantasy Pros. It looks like Russell Wilson also goes sort of at the back of the first round, which I don't 
particularly have a problem with. Uh, one thing I dug up this week, he leads all quarterbacks and touchdowns over the last three years by 17 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns. He has 106 touchdowns over the last three years. Tom Brady has 90. And we don't talk enough about that with Russell Wilson is <laughs> this dude just scores touchdowns like crazy. So I don't have a problem with that at the back end of the first, um, probably better off earlier in the second with him. Um, but, um, but that's not where I'm living. So this is my strategy for a two quarterback or a super flex league. If I had to sum it up into one sentence, it is you need three quarterbacks and none of them are smash starters in a one quarterback league. So none of the top eight, nine guys, I'm probably, if I'm in a two quarterback league and my quarterback one is Matthew Stafford, I'm over the moon. He's like quarterback 11, 12, but I'm okay getting three guys. I kind of live between quarterback 12 and quarterback 24. Um, Sort of like in auctions, I end up living between like running back like 15 and running back 25 because that's where I see the values coming. Evan can probably back me up there a little bit. Um, But I my my general strategy and this will be interesting because we might be in a position where I in this particular draft because we're rotating picks where I would pass on a quarterback that Mike would take or Mike would take a quarterback that I would pass on. So it'll be really interesting to see where this ends up going because my general idea is um, let's see here. I'm pulling up the quarterback ranks here. So if I can end up with Matthew Stafford, who's quarterback 11, Daniel Jones, who's quarterback 14 and Jared Goff, who's quarterback 17. I'm doing backflips in a two quarterback league. Whereas if I end up with those three guys in a one quarterback league, I might be scratching my head asking one, why do I have so many quarterbacks on my roster? Um, but two, um, you know, I, I don't get down to Jared Goff in a one quarterback league. Some people do, some people can. Um, another option in that same sort of vein is Gardner Minshew is going as quarterback 23 and, uh, he was quarterback nine in games that, uh, Nick Foles didn't play last year. So that's just another guy that I like late, but, I'm living in quarterback uh, 12 to 24, basically, for this. Um, looks like, again, let me let me adjust that. Quarterback 11 to 23, because <laughs> that gets me Matthew Stafford and bumps out Phillip Rivers. Sorry, Mike. Dang it. <laughs> so, Evan, you are the auction guy. Um, how would you adjust your auction strategy for two quarterback leagues? Two quarterback leagues slide into auction very easily. Um you basically punt on wide receivers and substitute quarterbacks for wide receivers early on in the strategy. So the first step is get two players you love for 100, between 100 and 130, and usually that means wide receivers and running backs. Here it means get some combination of quarterbacks and running backs. And then if you have two running backs in step two, get a quarterback for $35. And what's going to happen is wide receiver twos are going to go – for dirt cheap if you wait play the waiting game whereas you even with barbecue strategy where they're going cheap in a one quarterback league for five to fifteen dollars in a two quarterback league uh, according to beer sheets the consensus listing for all the quarterbacks is 505 dollars in two quarterback leagues uh in one quarterback leagues it's 250 dollars so that's 255 more dollars out of a 2400 dollar pot like instead of going for five for about fifteen dollars these places start going for between one and five dollars and you'll usually save up between 20 and 30 dollars by punting on wide receiver twos that you can spend on your second quarterback all right and that's that that's that that's how you adjust the auction strategy to make it fit uh to 
quarterback league. So uh, before we get started, guys, any other little quarterback, two quarterback league, super flex league tidbits that you want to get get going that you maybe uh, didn't have a chance to get out or you just thought of? There, this is where it gets real, where each position almost has value everywhere. There's a reason why our experts league does two quarterback auction because it's hard. Yeah, and it's ironic. Last week I I I got a lot of fantasy Twitter mad at me because I said Superflex isn't the future of the of the game. And Mike, you reflexively disagreed with me until you until we talked it out. Um, yeah. Not a lot of not a lot of people play this format. Um, it is kind of where you separate the wheat from the chaff um, because. Um, you can kind of just like cover over your quarterback slot if you want to until literally the last pick in the draft and end up with the guy you'll be okay with in a one quarterback league. Like gun to my head, somebody is like, you cannot draft, you know, you have to draft a winning team, but you can't take the quarterback until the last round. I would say, okay, I'll just take Gardner Minshew. Like, I don't care. Gardner Minshew's quarterback 23. I feel more than comfortable starting Gardner Minshew. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, this is really where you have to address you really have to look at every position every round. And and it, it and as you add more modifiers to it, like we talked about tight end premium, that's really when quarterback or position scarcity just disappears. It's all about player evaluation, getting the best players, and then the more flex spots you add, the more it becomes that. So um so yeah. Uh, Mike, anything else you wanted to say about uh two quarterback or super flex? No, I, I think it's you you could play it either two ways. You could either get a, a, a top top 12 top 10 quarterback early in the draft in the first four or five rounds and then swing back later and get get a second quarterback uh you know later in the draft or you can focus on getting a couple uh quarterbacks late in the draft like well i'm talking anywhere between 15 and 25 getting like three quarterbacks uh later in the draft and then build up on your running backs and wide receivers early in the early portion of it yeah. So there you go. So, all right. All right, boys, we've talked strategy. We have different strategies. So I'm very excited to see how this draft goes. So what we have here is a 12 team PPR um, super super flex league. Uh, that's very important because it's not necessarily two quarterback, though. It probably will end up being drafted that way. Um, 16 man rosters. So we've got quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers. I decided to make it a little bit easier on us, not do three wide receivers. Uh, tight end, flex, super flex, and then kicker and DST. Uh, this has six bench spots. So, randomizer had us picking fourth, uh, off the board already. At 1.1, Patrick Mahomes, 1.2, Christian McCaffrey, 1.3, Lamar Jackson. Real quick, guys. You're on the clock, full PPR, two, uh, super flex league. Who are you drafting? Just, just the name. I got to go Barkley here. No, I'm saying if you had 1.1, if you were the first pick in this draft, because that's oh, important. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. If I'm the first pick of the draft, I'm I'm going Patrick Mahomes. I, I think it's a coin flip. Mahomes, Mahomes or McCaffrey, flip a coin. Okay. Evan, what about you? I'd lean McCaffrey. There's more depth in quarterback, but I agree. I'm not hating on Mahomes first overall. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Mike. It's a coin flip to me. It's probably how I'm feeling that day. If I'm feeling saucy, I'll take Mahomes. If I want to stick to my no slam dunk starters strategy, then I'll take McCaffrey there. But um, neither neither is a bad pick, and that's what's wonderful about picking first. You can't have a bad pick unless you know you're you're going real crazy, especially this year in a super flex. You can have either the best quarterback that we've seen in a long time, or if you uh, 
want to take uh, Christian McCaffrey in like standard league or, you know, whatever. One of the most productive running backs we've seen in a while. So not a bad place to be the first overall pick. So we're at four now. And um, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, and Dak Prescott are still on the board. Um, I know who I want to take here, but I'm not, I don't feel like getting yelled at by you guys. So I think I'm <laughs> going to take Saquon Barkley. Um, if I had my druthers, Alvin Kamara is my second running back. Um, I just think that he will have a greater share of the touchdowns than Saquon Barkley will this year, um, unless they get real nutty with Taysom Hill, which they might. Um, so I'm going to take Saquon Barkley here, unless anybody objects. No, that's my no, guy. That's my guy. Okay, perfect. So next pick is going to be Mike in round two. Um, the draft wizard is drafting. We are doing this on Fantasy Pros so that we can uh, stop and start where we pick. Um, so the guys that went off the board since my pick um, were just to talk about quarterback ADP here is after oh my goodness so after we took Barkley the next picks were uh, Michael Thomas then Deshaun Watson then Alvin Kamara slips to seven then Dak Zeke slips to nine then Kyler Murray Dalvin Cook Derrick Henry so we actually end up with all of the big name quarterbacks except for the one that I would take what's that I'm surprised that that all all those I mean yeah, I'm a little surprised about how heavy the point the it weighed for the quarterbacks. I could see Dak Prescott. I could see maybe Kyler Murray going, uh, but to see uh, Deshaun Watson as well going in the first round, um, or just to see five quarterbacks go in the first round is a little too much, I think, to me. Yeah, that's too many. And the guy guy that I would have taken didn't go, and that was Russell Wilson. He went in the second round. Um, but you can kind of you can already see in the second round picks the value that's developing if you decide to wait on a quarterback. Julio Jones went in the middle of the second round. Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Alaire all went in the middle of the second round. Those are all turn pick guys. It's quibbling whether it's a first round pick or a second round pick, but those guys are all going four to five to six picks later. So so value is already developing. So, Mike, we're on to you. Um, top guys available, Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake, Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Allen Robinson, or if you you, you see the board, uh, who do you want to go here in the second round? We already have Saquon Barkley on our team. Yeah, and, you know, so say goodbye to picking a quarterback in, the, in this spot because all of them yeah, that would be in this range are now off the board uh, in the first round and earlier in the second with Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson going at the third spot. So we have Saquon Barkley. You know, I wow. Um, I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey here. I, I, I don't like Chris Godwin. Um, I think that that volume is just gonna be shattered way too much for him to be picked here. Austin Eckler, I like, but I think again with volume, I think Justin Jackson is gonna have a much bigger role than we expect Eckler uh, to be at this stage, and then. The injuries with Tyreek Hill. Uh, I like Travis Kelsey. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to click draft, and then we're going to give Evan a moment of silence because he did not get Kenyon Drake or Austin Eckler on this team. <laughs> <laughs> so picks that went after that. Tyreek, Kenyon Drake. Oh, my God. Did I speak too soon? No, I didn't speak too soon. They, they went off the board. I was going to say Kenyon Drake, Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Matt Ryan, George Kittle all went off the board. So, Evan, we're to you. We got Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson. If we want to pick a quarterback, we can get Carson Wentz here, DJ Moore, Juju, Drew Brees. A lot of options still on the board here at the beginning of the third round. And we already have Saquon and um, Travis Kelsey. 
These are all complete garbage guys that I don't own an auction ever. Well, good for you. Except for Kenny Galladay, but blah, he's a wide receiver. Blah. Okay, what do you guys think? I need some help. Uh, there's nothing wrong with taking a wide receiver here. I mean, we got a running back. We got a tight end. It's it, we're, we're starting two wide receivers. I, I see no problem taking Kenny Galladay here. Personally, I would probably lean that direction, actually. Um, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think... I think you either go with Chris Godwin or Kenny Galladay at this point. What about – I didn't see this. Josh Jacobs. Oh, my God. Josh Jacobs? Yeah. Oh, he's still available? Yeah, let's do that. That's we a smash. Them. I don't know That's how I missed smash. that. Yeah. So we're starting our draft. <laughs> this is what you – this is kind of what it's you got to pay attention to. fourth there, and he's not listed on the main lead-ups there. That's Yeah. So through three rounds, by skipping quarterbacks here, where we've gotten Christian McCaffrey, we've gotten uh, – Josh Jacobs and we've gotten Travis Kelsey, all three arguably top fifteen picks. Technically, in- technically Saquon, but oh, I, did I say Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, I'm super excited for a second. I meant Saquon. So you can see there by waiting on quarterbacks, this value that's developing because these are all consensus top fifteen guys to take. Um, Kelsey at the back end of that, but we ended up taking him in the second round. But yeah, Josh Jacobs is a big guy and he wants to catch sixty passes this year. Um, shoot. That's fine. I'll do that. That's not a problem. So um, so now this is round four. So it's my pick again. Um, we got Matt, Juju on the board. We got Matthew Stafford, Amari Cooper, Mark Andrews. We already got a tight end. So we can we can uh, let's do this. Let's ignore Mark Andrews. Uh, let's dismiss him for two rounds. OK, so we don't have to worry about Mark Andrews anymore. He's not going to pop up. So um, this one's tough for me because I want Stafford. OK. And we're we're getting to the point where we probably end up needing to get a quarterback, right, guys? We're we're we're. Uh, you had said if Stafford's your QB one, you're over the moon. Yeah, but I also really well, okay. The it's a two wide receiver league, so you're right. I'm gonna skip on Juju right here. I would love to have Juju. And um, wait, have we not taken a wide receiver yet? We haven't taken a wide receiver yet. We have two running backs and a tight end. Good. Good? They always drop an auction. I don't know if the same thing's going to happen in draft, but... Not... I mean, kind of. Um, I'm looking at the, the wide receivers. So we got Juju, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark. Quarterback's coming up. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford here, our first quarterback. Um... Am I going to do it, though? It's super flex. Do it. All right. Mike says do it. So we got Matthew Stafford off the board. That was um, Evan doing his mic impression. What was that? <laughs> I, thought, I, I actually thought, said it, but I, I said it in Mike a weird Mike-esque way. Yeah. It did, you did do a good Mike impression there. I thought it was Mike. So then we got Connor, Juju, Robert Woods, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, Melvin Gordon off the board. Uh, Mike, top guys available, Daniel Jones. Oops, I'm just looking at quarterbacks. Top guys available are Calvin Ridley. Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Daniel Jones, Zach Ertz, but we have a, we took uh, Kelsey, uh, Lev Bell. What do you think in here? Uh, we have two two running backs. We have a quarterback and a tight end. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley uh, over Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, or whoever other receivers are out there. Calvin Ridley being at this point in the draft is an excellent pick. I agree with that pick. Um, 
I am down on Cooper Cup this year. I think AJ Brown is better suited as your second wide receiver, and um, the other guys available kind of uh, it, the tier kind of flattens out. We can wait a little bit. So uh, Evan, we're on to you, round six. Just a quick refresher on the roster: we got Stafford, Barkley, Jacobs, Calvin Ridley, Travis Kelsey. I am more than happy with this team through five rounds. This is a great team to me um, through five rounds here, and we can. Uh, really put a cap on it if um, we go ahead and um, I'm going to su- circumvent Evan's pick. I'm going to take Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, uh, Evan, we got Scary Terry, Baker, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, T.Y. Hilton, Mark Ingram, Stefan Diggs, Kareem Hunt. We got a whole mess of guys here. Where, do you, where are you thinking of going? So if I were to not pick a wide receiver, mm-hmm. we would pick again seven picks later. McLaurin, Metcalf. I'm just listing wide receivers that I would take. Hilton, Diggs. I can show you the other rosters. Boyd. Here's the other rosters if you want to see how how, how um, people picking around us. Oh, that would help, yeah. So the guys. There's a lot so, of wide receivers. Yeah. So the it's entirely is, possible that six wide receivers go off the board before we pick again, though. So. My choice is, do I pick Kareem Hunt or do I pick one of these wide receivers? And there's six that I've named that could bounce back to us in the next seven picks, but there's only one Kareem Hunt that I've named. So yeah. I'm leaning Kareem Hunt. Okay. I was going to say, I don't cream, think Kareem Hunt bounces back to us. And what we're doing right now, because you can't see at home, is I'm, I pulled up the, the rosters and I'm looking at the guys that are drafting after us. Um, we're at the turn. So it's three guys who are going to bounce and then bounce back. And the reason that I encouraged Evan Kareem Hunt here is uh, the guy who picked first uh, does not have a second running back yet. But he yeah, it just falls right off after that. It's Mark Ingram and David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift and guys I do not want to be our flex. Yeah. It's not all bad, Evan, as he just Oh, yeah. Kickers makers and Ronald yeah. Jones. It's not all bad, Jordan Howard. But it does kind of. Uh, yeah, we'll take Kareem Jordan Hunt here. Howard's moving up. Yeah. Oh, my God, guys, I did a mock draft today. All my mock drafts on Yahoo are completely blown up because I, I, I was doing a round six, seven, eight Cam Akers, uh, Kareem Hunt, and then either Ronald Jones or Stefan Diggs triple tap. And my I loved every one of my rosters. Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers and Ronald Jones are all within like seven to eight picks of each other now. So my my whole draft strategy got blown up and I'm very upset about it. Oh, boy, the. Fantasy Pro said that that was a slight reach and there was a 100% chance of uh, Cream Hunt being available at our next pick, which I'm calling BS on because the guy who I thought was going to take him took Raheem Mostert. So, um, so yeah. So now it is my pick again. Ha, ha, ha. So it's my pick again. Um, I'm not going to fall for Kirk Cousins. Um, do we have two wide receivers yet? No, we have Calvin Ridley, Travis. I think I'm going to go. A guy that I have been... Hmm. I'm trying to think here. So there's a 17% chance Cam Akers getting picked. I'm going to back Mike into taking a running back. So I'm going to take a wide receiver here. <laughs> there's a, a lot of what there's some wide receivers in this range that I like. I really like Stefan Diggs. I like Michael Gallup. I like Marquise Brown. Um, thinking I don't want to take Mark Ingram here. Tyler Boyd. I, uh, a lot of research tells me there's a upper limit on quarterback uh, production, rookie quarterback production. Um, if Joe Burrow throws for 4,400 yards and 28 touchdowns, he breaks both those rookie records. So I'm like, hmm, 
it's kind of a cap when you got Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Auden Tate, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, uh, all to contend with in the passing game. So I'm going to go Did with. Do you have AJ Green though? Huh? Do you have AJ Green though? For like 10 snaps. You have AJ Green to contend with. I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs here. I love oh, Stefan Diggs. Lord. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have oh, no slap Diggs. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mike, Mike, I know you don't like Stefan Diggs as much as I do, but guess whose pick it is? It's my pick, baby. <laughs> Stefan Diggs. So we're taking. Ste- I wouldn't have taken Travis Kelsey in the second round. So we're even. I'm very happy with Diggs there. That's my favorite. One of my favorite picks so far. Oh, I'm Diggs. shocked that he fell. I'm like the only guy that that is against Diggs. He's uh, a wide receiver too. Else. That's Oh, go for it. Just the whole crew, you guys, Waleed, everybody's uh, digs, and I'm just like, no, no. We'll, we'll see by the end of the year. We'll see John Brown and Diggs having the same numbers. No, we won't. That's <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. And I then stand Evan, alone on this. <laughs> Mike's going to go out and draft Will Fuller now just to spite me yeah, as, just, a, <laughs> as, pay, as payback. Um, so, All right, Mike, it is your pick again. We are in round seven now around eight now and since we last picked uh some good guys came off the board that we were considering oh handsome james no oh, jimmy that's... g went in the seventh that's too early for jimmy g uh marquise brown went aj green kirk cousins deandre swift um cam Akers, uh michael gallup uh rugs and, and marlon mack so uh mike you got a good number of guys to check out here uh non- tight ends we'll say we got uh james white uh marvin jones gardner Minshew, hunter henry philip rivers ronald jones still on the board brandon cook still on the board some guys that i like deontay johnson oh yeah those those are good guys uh what what are we looking at how how many as far as the other teams how many have gotten two quarterbacks so far I was on mute. Sorry. Um, so let's, Oh, wait, I, this is by round. Let's look by roster. And what we're doing right here is important because you want to see what other people have. So everybody, we're the only team that hasn't filled their super flex spot yet, except for Drake. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So I'm not really just, stressing yeah. quarterback right now. Yeah. Uh, not stressing unless one of these three guys take a third quarter, decide to take a third quarterback right now. Yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't even stress that even so just because it, if if one one team does it, maybe at most two two or three, but that's not gonna sway sway your picks either way. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm okay with not taking a uh, quarterback here. Uh, so what are what are the other players we're looking at? Marvin Jones, Fuller, and then let's see. Uh, you can see there's Marvin Ronald Jones, Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, Tariq Cohen. It is full PPR. Jamison Crowder, Christian Kirk, Matt Breida. I, I like Brandon Cooks. I, I we only have what one one wide receiver right now, right? I think we have two. We have well, according to you, we have one wide receiver. We have oh Dom- yeah, we only have one wide receiver. So did Gardner Minshew age twenty years in the off season? Sorry, what was that? Hold on, did Evan. Gardner Minshew. Did Gardner Minshew uh, age 20 I was, years? Evan, I was asking Mike to finish his thought first. Oh, sorry. What were you, say, what were you saying, Mike? Um, I, we were definitely we only have one wide receiver because I don't count con, I don't consider Diggs anything. Um, so I'm gonna go with Brandon Cooks as as our uh, I guess super flex right now. Okay, and Evan, what were you saying about Gardner Minshew? That picture. Did he age 20 years in the off season? He looked yeah. almost as old as Rivers. He always looks like that. He yeah. he looks very old for his age. It's weird. He's like 23, right? 
Yeah, he's a kid. He's a baby. Um, so, all right, after we picked um, some guys that I were hoping would fall to us, every single guy I was hoping that would fall to us at this pick went. So that's uh, uh, Marvin Jones, Ronald Jones, Deontay Johnson, and Jordan Howard all went after our Brandon Cooks pick. So I hope we're satisfied with that pick because there's a lot of guys I would have rather had. <laughs> no stress there. Yeah. A lot of uh, passive aggression uh, on my part in this when people don't pick the guys that I want. But Evan, no stress there. We're on to you. Um, it's round nine now. Um, we have one quarterback. We have three running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end. So um, best guys available. The guys that I mentioned before, pretty much all of them are still there. Um, Dobbins, John Brown, and Mike Kosicki, uh Teddy Bridgewater add on to that pile with Gardner Minshew and Phillip Rivers. Well, could you show me the quarterbacks remaining, please? Let's mine that, see if some gold fell. Some gold did fall. It's staring us right in the face, and it's driving me crazy. Okay, sell me on Derek Carr. I'm not talking about Derek Carr. <laughs> sell me on your guy. Unless you play in an eyeliner league. Sell me. Is, it, is, this, not a, is this not a makeup league? No. This was Football Absurdity, sponsored by L'Oreal. Are you, um, you want me to talk you into Gardner Minshew? Yeah. In all the games that Nick Foles didn't play, he was a quarterback nine. Mike, thoughts? I, I like that that stat. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a very good stat. I like Plus it too. He runs the ball quite a bit too. So I like I, it too. I like. Go seems, ahead, Mike. What were you saying, I, Mike? I was just saying he runs the ball a lot too. A lot of a lot of people uh, don't know that he's actually mm-hmm. pretty nimble. So also yeah. with these, these quarterbacks for stockpiling, I want upside and a second year quarterback who runs the ball. And seems to be a good leader. That's upside. Yeah, that's some great upside. He's uh, Mike. He's in the tier that I call the Ryan Tannehill runners, the guys that chip in like 20, 30 yards a game. You don't think about it. Not the Lamar Jacksons. Uh, it's the uh, old school, um, like old Alex Smith type runners. And I apologize for my dog. I can't put her outside. Our air quality index is uh, uh, smoke soup Zero. right now. So <laughs> yeah. So I uh, can't put the dog outside. So she has been she's a little worked up right now. So I've been trying to placate her with uh, popcorn. If you guys hear that on the on the mic. But uh, sorry about that if she barked on the mic. So um, we have our second quarterback so I can relax. I was going to get really mad if we passed on Gardner Minshew there. Um, there's a good mix of guys here. It's a super flex. So it's not quite as dire that we pick up a third quarterback. I think drafting like a Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater right now would be a little bit of a reach. Drew Locke. Fits in that t- Tannehill running thing right now, um, but I think he will be there um, when it comes back around. I kind of want to pick up some depth, guys. Really wish Mike hadn't have drafted Travis Kelsey in the second round right now. <laughs> I just threw, had to throw a wrench in all of it. I had to make it hard for the listeners. They, you know, they, they, they really put in a lot of time in listening to our, our podcast. I got to make it interesting. Got to make it difficult for them. Difficult for me because I couldn't just windmill slam dunk Mike Gesicki here. Um, let's see. So right now we're, we're, we have a starter at every position, so we're not really hurting for a guy. Um, but we are, yeah, we have a, okay. We have three running backs and we only have, and we have three wide receivers. So we're good there actually. Um, so I'm going to go with an upside guy here. Um, the more I think about CD lamb, the more I like him. Am I crazy to go C.D. Lamb here? I'm not sure how I feel if this is a good call. So I want I want to hear input from you guys on C.D. Lamb here. Let me see our team, please. Team, please. 
Yeah, so what's going to happen here? We're going to have a little bit development curve in quarterback probably because I don't expect Minshew to come out completely firing out the gates with no offseason. Our running backs are just going to be winning us the game. So we have time to buy it. We don't need a score now kind of guy. Because what I'm trying to think is I don't think Diggs is going to score right away. So I'm seeing if we have a front-loaded enough team to keep us uh, good in terms of standings the first few weeks. And I, I think those two running backs do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't hate – so I don't hate uh, C.D. Lamb. Mike, what about you? What do you think? I absolutely hate C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb? It, no. Nice. <laughs> talk, me, talk me out of C.D. Lamb here. Okay, well, first of all, you have Ezekiel Elliott. You have – uh, Michael Gallup, you have Amari Cooper, you have Blake Jarwin, you have C.D. Lamb, who hasn't developed his route running quite yet. And I, there's just way, way too many mouths to feed to supplant or support C.D. Lamb uh, this year at all. Uh, so I'm, I would avoid him. I don't like it. I, I would go with the much better John Brown over the Stefan Diggs. Here's your chance. Here's a chance to make amends and, and go with the receiver that's going to probably outperform Stefan Diggs is, is considered as ADP value. John Brown is your guy. Ah, see, I wasn't asking if I should draft John Brown. Oh, I was, say, oh, was, I was saying, mistake. should I draft CD lamb or not? And oh, Mike, you, you talked me out of CD lamb, but you made the monkey paw curl. Drew locks our quarterback three. I like Drew Locke. That works, too. Monkey paw curled. (laughs) I don't want to cause too much of a derail, but we're in the dregs of a draft, so let's face it, anyone listening is probably doing so for the charm. Mike, every week my wife asks me to ask about your free-range turtle, and I forget every week. How is your free-range turtle? My my free-range turtle is doing great. Uh, He he passed out. It was funny. He passed out uh, trying to... um, make make a laundry bag his, his love slaves but yeah he's he's doing pretty well <laughs> good god all right man calm down turtle <laughs> yeah he, he anything that looks like a turtle or has a color of a turtle he's like yeah i'm i'm the mac daddy of it all he's like that's mine <laughs> that's mine all right yeah, my, my wife enjoyed right, that man. anecdote so we got six more picks left. Let's let's try to focus. We'll let's save that for the the Turtle Love podcast, huh? <laughs> All right. So good call um, that not drafting CD Lamb because he's still available. There's also a guy I didn't realize that I would probably take over CD Lamb, but um, whose turn is it? I went last, so Mike, it means it's on you. So it means we're not drafting uh, CD Lamb. Yeah, we're not we're not going to draft CD Lamb, and you know. I, one of the things I was watching Hard Knocks, the second second episode of Hard Knocks this year, and I was looking at okay, who's involved in the in this first offense, and as far as tight end goes, because as we saw last year, Everett was the starting tight end for the first portion of the year, then Higby came on and basically knocked Everett off the block. So I'm like, okay, all right, how are they going to develop this? What are they going to look like? Is is Everett going to be more involved in the offense? Coming into this year, how's that going to be? You know what? I didn't see Everett on the field at all. All I saw was Higby. I think Higby is going to be the starting uh, tight end in this group. They go to the tight end quite a bit. We need a backup tight end, and that tight end is going to be Tyler Higby. If I knew where you're taking backup tight ends, I would have drafted uh, Mike Gesicki. <laughs> you, 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 you're too late. Too late. All right. Fine, fine, fine. So we took um, – 
Tyler Higby there, the guy that I wanted there. Uh, what's his face? Um, Preston Williams. He went off the board. Uh, so Mike, or sorry, Evan, we're back to you. Um, pretty much, uh, we got three. So we got three running backs here. We got um, three wide receivers, two, uh, three quarterbacks, and a tight end, two tight ends. So probably looking towards some depth guys there at the t- yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, I definitely want to see spot. if. Definitely want to see if there are some rookie running backs that have slipped through the cracks. Let's all take a look, please, and thank you. Uh, rookie running backs would be A.J. Dillon, pretty much. Looks uh, Josh Kelly. Blah. Darrington Evans. Um, don't 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 you dare make me click Darrington Evans. All right, yeah, <laughs> no, go go somewhere else. Like, go to quarterback, or please. Are, thank you. <laughs> quarterback. We have three quarterbacks. Please don't yeah. have me draft a fourth quarterback. All right, let's get our backup backup tight end out of the way here. Yeah, all right. Mike Kosicki's still there. <laughs> um, so, it so seems like I'm hamstrung into picking a wide receiver, unless one of you guys have a bright idea that's not wide receiver. Boston Scott, Chase Edmonds, Naheem Hines. Yeah, uh, I think those, uh, those top whatever five or six running backs. Or Nikhil Harry's not too bad. That's, that's probably a wide receiver left out of that whole group. How are you? You left off. You think the top, the five or six running backs are. No, we said three. Hi, these this tier six. Oh, yeah, okay. tier six. Hines, Scott, Edmonds, Jackson, you Dylan. Are, you think those are decent? Those are all pretty decent. They're all, yeah, they're all pretty decent shots. Um, Naheem Hines. So Naheem Hines, I'll, I'll just I'll just give you the the elevator pitch on all these guys. Naheem Hines, uh, through Philip Rivers' career, he has given 14% of his passes to a running back each year, give or take. And neither Jonathan Taylor nor Marlon Mack are pretty much known for their pass catching, but Naheem Hines is. Um, Boston Scott, always been a running back by committee. Miles Sanders is hurt right now, and um, there's no other running back on the roster except for, I think, Corey Clement. Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake's never done it for a full year. Justin Jackson, they run ran two running backs last year. A.J. Dillon is uh, baby Derrick Henry. Okay, well, this one's pretty obvious to me now. Uh, we don't want a lottery ticket. We, we've we got some amazing running backs starting. We're never going to supplant those guys. So we want the boring five five to ten point guy who's going to sub in on a good bye week or maybe cause you to not lose your team if one of the running backs gets tweaked. I think, especially with Miles Sanders already hurt, Boston Scott has shown he can be that guy when Miles Sanders is hurt. I think Miles, Boston Scott's the smartest pick for our current roster construction. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I like Boston's guy. I think that Philadelphia hasn't brought in anybody, uh, and I don't think Miles Sanders is going to be the complete bell cow. There it tells me Boston Boston Scott's going to have a good role. Yep, I'm in I'm in agreement there. So let's see. Oh, my boys are still available. I'm so excited. I was so worried that uh, there's a group of wide receivers that I like here. So I like Nikhil Harry. I'm the last Curtis Samuel fan. Um, Brandon Ayuk, I think is getting over overblown Hunter Renfro. I like less every day. Um, LaVisca Chenault is getting a lot of buzz, but I think he's a later pick for us. I'm going to go with Nikhil Harry here. It's very simple. Nikhil Harry, uh, was the 1.01 in rookie drafts last year. He was behind the eight ball to start the year. He started on the IR. He didn't even really get a preseason. And, uh, he was kind of a mis- We've talked, talked about it. It was kind of a mismatch for, styles insofar as tom brady is more of a he likes the uh short routes you know the precision routes the option routes whereas 
Nikhil Harry's more of a go up and get it guy. And if Cam Newton is their quarterback there, uh, that's a great matchup be, or a match of styles because Cam Newton made Kelvin Benjamin a fantasy asset and he sucked. Uh, he made uh, Devin Funches a fantasy asset and, and Mike, no offense to a Colts legend, but he sucks too. Um, so even if Nikhil Harry sucks, it's the style match that will, I think, make Nikhil Harry, you know, a, a starting wide receiver um, this year. Top 36 wide receiver, we'll say. And he's going as uh, our fifth wide receiver, fourth wide, uh, a bench guy for us. So I think that's a, a, a great value there. So I'm happy we got Nikhil Harry. Like I said, I'm the last Curtis Samuel fan on earth. Um, forgot to mention Brashad Perriman. He might get a lot of snaps and targets. If you think that he's this year's Devontae Parker, you go for it, okay? I'm not going to bet on that. I'm not going to bet on Brashad Perriman. Sorry. Um, so, Mike, you are up next. Let's give a quick rundown of the roster. Quarterback, we got Stafford, Minshew, and Locke. I think we're pretty much set there at quarterback. Uh, running back, we got Barkley, Jacobs, Hunt, and Boston Scott. Wide receiver, we got Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Nikhil Harry. And we got uh, no DST, no kicker, and we got our bench spot available. One more bench spot available to us. So, Mike, you're taking the last uh, – this is kind of de facto the last pick of the draft because uh, Evan and I are going to take a kicker and a DST, so – who yeah. is not on this roster that you want to have on this roster, Mike? The sky's the limit. Uh, can I can I take a look at the running backs, please? Yes, sir. I re- just realized I was stuck on the wide receiver screen. There we go. Uh, wow, there's nothing there either. Uh, Carlos Hyde maybe might have a case. Just Edo Smith, case. Rex Burkhead, Ugh. Royce Freeman. Rashad, there's some great options, Mike. Ugh. Yeah, Raquel Armstead, maybe, if, if something should happen to Fournette. Um, yeah, I'm going to pass on running backs. This, you know what? Bryce Love is there. Ooh, that's not bad um, for a, someone swing at the fences kind of guy with all the problems that are, you know, it's either Bryce Love or Broussard Perriman. I I don't like I don't like I'm, I feel with you with the Broussard Perriman. I, I just don't think that that dude is is worth anything, but is, is Bryce Love worth anything? This is really bad radio, but um, I'm going to flip an imaginary coin. It came up heads, and that means I didn't put anything to it, so it means nothing. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with Brashard Perryman, and, that, and that's just the way it is. I was going to say, the gentleman from Rancho Cordova is filibustering this decision. <laughs> yeah, I Rashad Perryman. All right, so. That's pretty much the last real pick we're going to make. Um, uh, Evan gets to pick either a kicker or a DST. Evan, what would you like to do, a kicker or a DST? Show me kickers, please. Thank you. For 100, Alex. <laughs> Harrison Butker, Justin, all the Tucker. kickers. Literally Tucker. Literally every... Fun Tucker. fact. Fun, <laughs> do you want to hear a fun fact that I dug up yesterday that sounds fake? Yeah, I like that fact. In Yahoo scoring... Mike, I'll ask you because you probably haven't seen it. Justin Tucker was drafted in 2012. In Yahoo scoring, how many times has he finished as the kick for number one kicker? Since 2012, I'm going to say uh, seven years. Zero times. What? He has not finished as the – I went through it on Fantasy Football Today. I went through Yahoo scoring because I was – for these, these stupid micro profiles, I had to start writing them about kickers. He has been, over the last decade – Starting in 2012, we've been kicker 8, 7, 10, 7, 2, 6, 2, 3. The problem is, is the guys above him keep changing. 
So right. people are keep going. People keep going back to Justin Tucker because he's the most consistently in the top three. But he is has never finished as number one, which wow. is it's doesn't that that stat sounds fake. Yeah, that, that sounds totally fake because Justin Tucker is always the top kicker off the board and, every, and he should be. But the fact the fact that he isn't uh, finishing as a top kicker is pretty interesting. That's pretty weird. Yeah, I'm not going to quibble with kicker picks. I would have gone with Butker. Uh, but I'm not going to quibble with pick kicker picks. And then here is my last pick in every single draft where I have to take a DST. They're going to get off to a rough start because they have to play the Saints in week one. But it's absolutely criminal to me that the number 16 DST off the board that didn't lose anybody that has a quarterback that will put them in better positions because he's not going to throw 30 interceptions is the number 16 pick off the board. Tampa Bay was the number three team last year. They're going to get scored on like no other. It says who? They didn't last year. They they were they, What do you mean they weren't? They they had they allowed like the fourth most points in in football. Hold on. Let's see. I'm going to season the stats. Fantasy Pros gave us an A. I know. We're we're great. I knew they gave us an A. All right. Uh fourth most. So they did get scored on a lot, but Mike sacks uh, interceptions, um, uh, sacks and interceptions is what I'm looking at here. The, def- the six defensive touchdowns really pursued it. But if you look at that defensive line, um, they returned everybody, everybody came back. It's the same crew and they're not going to have Jameis Winston throwing, uh, interceptions that get taken back to the five yard line, you know? Yeah. So- I, I think that fourth rank, you know, probably go up to, you know, maybe seventh or eighth as far as loud points is because of those facts that you, that you mentioned, but that that defensive backfield for the Buccaneers is just garbage, and they didn't get any better. So yeah, I, I with Tom Brady, they're gonna they're gonna have um, less points scored against because you have a quarterback that can actually take care of the ball, but it's still gonna be pretty high, I think. Yeah, and so let's take. <laughs> yeah, we got a 95 out of 100 on Fan Sleep Pros, and uh, good news is we had no reaches. We had one slight reach, that was Boston Scott, but we only had one steal, and that was Tyler Higby. So um, just imagine yes. how, great a st- how great a steal it would have been if we had taken uh, Mike Kosicki in round 12 instead. It would have been not a steal, not at all. They would they would have said, okay, they threw, they would give us an F. That's what yeah. would have happened. Yeah, so we got 95 <laughs> out of 100, not bad. Let's run down the uh, final roster for us. Um, at quarterback, we got Stafford. And then uh, we got Gardner Minshew and Drew Locke. At running back, we have Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, uh, Boston Scott. Little shallow there, but I think we have such good top flight. I think Barkley and Jacobs got us off to such a good start with Kareem Hunt backing them up that it wasn't so imperative that we get a lot of depth there. Um, Ridley, Stefan Diggs, Brandon Cooks, and Nikhil Harry and Brashad Perriman at wide receiver. And then uh, tight ends are Travis Kelsey, Tyler Higby. Kicker is Justin Tucker. And then you just heard the discussion of the Tampa Bay DST. So I think we did a pretty I thought this team was going to be pretty uh, schizophrenic all over the place. But uh, Fantasy Pros gave us an A. That's not the be all end all. Just so everybody knows out there. Um, I did. Mike, I didn't tell you this, but I did a draft today that I absolutely hated. I was having a meltdown over it. I thought it was a real draft, but I accidentally did a mock. I've never been happier. And I hated every pick that I made. I intentionally skipped kicker and DST to add more lottery picks to my team. 
So that is not the team is garbage. I don't even want to show it to anybody. It's not the be all end all. Just know that we got 95 out of 100. So this is correct. But if you don't like the score, it's not correct. That's how it goes. So, all right. So that was a great uh, two quarterback draft. You could kind of see how um, there are some flexion points there, especially with Matt Stafford going. Are we going to take our first quarterback now? When are we going to take it? You also saw some great value. Um, that happened where, you know, we had five quarterbacks go off the board, six quarterbacks before our second pick. And we were able to take um, I mean, we were choosing between three guys that were going um, that are normally going at the turn. Kelsey Hill and Kenyon Drake. So if you wait on quarterback a little bit, you can get some good value and uh, you still end up with a good quarterback room. I mean, I'm pretty happy with Minshew, Locke and Stafford. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I do yeah, I, I would take that. I would take the same. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any problems with with taking the seam anywhere. Yeah, this is this isn't bad. So um, I think the number one thing, uh, the number one takeaway, I think that we can give people from this is if you've never done two quarterback before, don't panic. Don't overdraft your quarterbacks and and just run a mock draft. And you can see, decide on the players that you want to get and get them when they're there. I yep. love Stafford. I love Gardner Minshew. I took both those guys. Or actually, I took Drew Locke, but I talked Evan into Gardner Minshew. So remember to mock. If you do a new format, don't panic. Two quarterback is not a huge format for a lot of people. This is super flex, but it essentially is two quarterback given this, the setting. So don't worry about it. Don't overdraft your guys. But a good late quarterback can win you your super flex league. That's how I won Football Absurdity Experts last year. I overpaid for Lamar Jackson. There's no other reason I won it last year except for that. My team was garbage. Except for that. <laughs> well, he, he Lamar Jackson's won a lot of leagues last year. Yeah, I, fact, I my he won our league, my home league, and the guy he he beat had uh, Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes. So wow. there you go about how how much influence Lamar Jackson had over the league. Yeah, and don't be afraid to start a deeper quarterback, a streamer guy. I. Sent, so I beat Waleed in the finals last year in our two quarterback league. Um, and I told him all week long, I said, Waleed, I picked up Andy Dalton. I am going to start Andy Dalton against you. And Andy Dalton is going to go off and I'm going to beat you. I told him that all week in the chat. Like every day I told him that. And that's precisely what happened because Andy Dalton had a good matchup. He had gotten benched, but he had a good matchup. So keep stay on your toes. Get, pay attention to quarterback changes, pay attention to quarterback matchups, and you'll be fine in your super flex leagues is, I guess, my big takeaway from this. I like it. I think that's pretty much, yeah, that's it. That's it right there. All right, cool. So I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, go ahead, go to patreon.com slash football absurdity. Uh, you can get our all of our position previews, they're half in the main feed, half in the Patreon feed. Uh, a lot of stuff that I wrote over the summer and our draft kit will be sitting there as well for you. So this has been the um, final mock draft. I'm going to say it. No more mock drafts, guys. Sound Wait, fair? We're not going to do a three tight end uh, mock draft? Oh, come on. Tune in next week for three kicker and defensive back. So we're going to start three kickers, two defensive backs. We'll do that draft next week. Perfect. Perfect. So for Mike, for Evan, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening, and you have a good one. Nah. Where's the bye-bye? <laughs>